Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much after last week i feel like we are in a much more calm territory <laughs> where things are not quite as weird i might be the only one of us who thinks that though because we are about to watch episode 154 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Clash of Dreams, Minako and Makoto's Broken Friendship. That's right. It is a Minako spotlight masquerading as a Makoto and Minako spotlight. It's all Minako this episode. 100% Sailor Venus. Yeah, mostly. So to help us out with that, we have invited back a very special guest. Erica Chapel is back with us today. Erica, how are you? Uh, Good. I, I am alive and I watched this episode, so I feel okay. Uh, all right. I, I feel like we're all, we're so much more chill than we were last time. It's the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. You want us to get worked up? Yeah, man. All right. I um, mean, I got some, I have some observations. Let's hear them. And not all of them are nice. Uh-oh. Like, man, this episode sure did use all of its budget on the new attacks. <laughs> it very much did. Like, holy crap. There's like four frames of animation that isn't. A new attack, and it is so wasted because as much as I love, I super love Minako's final attack. Oh my god, Jupiter's. I have mixed feelings about Jupiter Oak Evolution, but we will get there to talk about it. Yeah. Erica, before we get into the show, do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? Not recent? I mean, I guess re- recent-ish would be like this. So I've been working on this magical girl role-playing game for that's like very sailor moon original flavor for like oh i don't know five years now and uh i ran it like in its basically final form this summer which was really cool it turned into its final form uh yeah i mean it's more or less its final form it's it's it may have like one more form like one more super saiyan evolution to go (laughs) so so right now it's a it's a barrel. It might it might be a Metallia at yes, some point. It, it very yes. So um, <laughs> might be a double queen. It might be times two queen. It's really fun and really dumb and really good at running like magical girls in historical eras. So like I ran it this summer and we played it as like a boarding a girls boarding school in like 1903 Germany. It was awesome and they were nice. magical girls like fighting clockwork guys and stuff. That sounds well, that's great. A thing we've, that's a thing we've talked about on the show. Like, what would, like, our, our Sailor Moon expanded universe uh, fanfiction idea about what the Scouts would be like if they had been reborn in different times, or if they were continually reborn in different a, times. A huge theme of this dumb game, because it is an intersection of my interests, is like, Regency-era magical girls. <laughs> Jane Austening it up. Uh, that is very, very fun. Yeah. So that is that is the most recent Sailor Moon development. 
I also, I guess I got some Sailor Moon socks and t-shirts. <laughs> GameStop. At GameStop? At GameStop. They have and clothes? A I, apparently they have like a whole thing of, well, they don't sell games anymore, right? <laughs> oh, good. You know? I've, I've been into a GameStop and it's like 13% floor space is video games. Yeah, it's it's all like Minecraft figures and Funko Pops. Oh, yeah, if you want to buy a Deadpool Funko Pop, good news. But wow. like, they did have an excellent T-shirt that's like a picture of the moon eclipsed by Usagi, and I was like, "Yep." And they had a really good set of socks that all have the Sailor Senshi on them, and I was like, "Yep." The Funko Pop bubble is gonna burst any minute, right? Oh, God, I, I mean, I my prediction would have been that the Funko Pop Pop bubble should have burst like five years ago. So <laughs> yeah. at this point, I guess I just don't know. I think the opposite. I think we're moving towards a, an entirely Funko Pop based economy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what Marx talked about. <laughs> I, I think Funko Pops are the new cryptocurrency, and oh. I would like to talk to you all about investing with me uh, in Funko Coin. Funko Coin. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's just a Bitcoin with two beady little black eyes. Ugh. Oh, weird. One of the uh, many times in my life that I have looked at my wife and my heart has swelled with love was when uh, she came to a con that I was at and she walked in, sat down next to me, looked at the booth next to me that had a giant wall of Funko Pops, looked back at me and went, I hate those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Funko oh, Pop. God. Uh, Funko, no, Funko Pop eliminated the actually cool like vinyl figure industry. I guess I don't know what cool industry you're talking about. There was like a whole like prior to Funko Pop just like eating that entire market share. There was an industry of making like stylized vinyl figures. There was. Now it's all gone. But it's not all gone. There's a million different things that are just like Funko Pops. Yeah, but they're just like Funko Pops. Exactly. Thank you, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that this is what we're devoting the show to this week. There are Sailor I mean, Moon because... Funko Pops, to be fair. Yes, we, we've done it. Look, look, if you are out there and you like Funko Pops, that's fine. Of course. Uh, the, you know, God, God bless you. <laughs> you. You have plenty of choice. If you have all the Sailor Scouts, that's great. If you have Jubilee from the X-Men, that's fantastic. If you have, I'm going to say 10 is like the hard limit right oh yeah I, I, we have a like you yeah. can't have more than 10 we have a tuxedo mask that's the worst thing i've ever heard in my life it's for our baby <laughs> yeah that's even worse <laughs> oh god why would you do that he's there to encourage people he'll say now jordan why would wait why would he say now jordan because i'm here what you said it was for your baby <sighs> okay <laughs> or darian or Devin, or anybody who's around. He's very encouraging. Tuxedo Mask is really only encouraging of one person. <laughs> well. And even then, kind of like, <laughs> in a way that is like, like not super great. Aww. He's wonderful. He's dreamy. Do you want to talk about Sailor Moon now? We, 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 we technically are. As I previously mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be watching episode 154, which is called Clash of Dreams, Minako and Makoto's Broken Friendship. Jordan. Yeah. I'm going to guess right off the bat. You're going to be wrong. I, I just saw the name of this and I can't even believe it. How 
not right it is. Uh, I'm going to guess right off the bat that the name of this episode is Clash of Dreams, Mina and Lita's Broken Friendship. In Japan, yes, you're correct. No, 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 I said Mina and Lita. Oh. Who are those? <laughs> Good point. That's, that's, their, that's, what they, that's what H. Reginald Cloverway calls them. No, uh, not even remotely accurate. Um, okay, how do I get you to this? Jeez Louise. So, okay, okay. Before the monster comes out, the the girl has a, an attack. Do you remember what it is? Uh, no. She throws something ironic because she's making fun of the guy's dream. I do not remember. Do you remember what his dream is? Nope. It's to have a botanical garden yes. for a stupid preschool. Yes. Okay. Now, do you remember? Flowers? Uh, Flower petals? So... It's seeds, right? Um, and see- oh. and so there, there's these evil plants that grow. And so if evil plants grow, you might call that a... Seed of destruction. Sure, but like... Uh, the, but the first Hellboy paperback. The thing that grows like, out of it would not be a dream place. It would be what? Nightmare place. Yes, a nightmare what? Garden. Yes. Seeds of a nightmare garden? No, it's just nightmare garden. Ah! You know, that's... That's not the they do like the the sailor senshi are almost eaten by a plant. That, that yeah. works. That works vaguely. Okay, come on, call it like preschool problems. <laughs> okay, so we open at oh okay we're opening jeez okay yeah, I mean like yeah we we already talked about the episode title what do you want to do <laughs> I want did you talk about who like directed it and stuff. Oh, no, I guess I didn't. I guess I usually do that before we talk about the episode title. Sometimes yeah. you do, sometimes you don't. It's, it changes. Well, you know, you know what, Jordan? I'm trying. I'm not saying you need to be consistent. I'm just saying you need to do it. That's all. I contain multitudes. That's fine. The show contains multitudes. Sure. This week's episode was written by Ryota Yamaguchi, directed by Yuji Endo, and the animation director was Shigetaka Kiyoyama. Holy shit. The original air date, what? Yeah, go ahead. Original air date. The original air date was November 25th, 1995. Uh-huh. Keep going. So you know what that means. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Move on to the next thing. What's the next thing? The original American air date. Oh, I didn't even look. I didn't even look. Because what I do is I go to Wikimoon, yeah. but I don't like scroll all the way down so that I won't see the title. Look now. <gasps> he's he's dying, guys. Yeah. <laughs> The original air date in America I, was October 31st, familiar. 2000. It's Halloween. <laughs> oh, good oh I wish I would have known I would have gotten that. Have you ever seen the movie The Worst Witch? When I was very young. Like Erica, have you school. seen it? I, it I sounds mean, vaguely familiar. Sure. That's okay, Tim it's Curry, incredibly right? good. That's the one where Tim Curry shows up mm-hmm. and he sings a song and he goes, show them all. It's Halloween, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> then he sings a song called Anything Can Happen on Halloween. And the first line of it is anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> and there is one level where that sounds like a very small change. 
Sure. There is another level where that would be the most terrifying thing that happened to anyone ever. Because you would be like, I know I have a pet, <laughs> but I thought I had a dog. I don't know what's real anymore. Have you ever heard the story of the king of the cats? Y- yes, we've talked about it on this show. Okay. And you were like, oh, let me tell you this scary story. And me, the most easily frightened person <laughs> in the world, was like... Like, good for that cat for getting ahead in the world. Yes, it is good for that cat. All right. Well, go back and listen to that, everybody. Yeah. Uh, as for our creative team this time, uh, Ryori Yamaguchi and Yuji Endo, at least, should be very familiar names. They oh, are <laughs> uh, well in the mix of Sailor Moon. Uh, Yuji Endo has been directing yeah. episodes in the show going back to episode yeah, I, five. I, I mean, I hate to uh, say that. Uh, like, which was the Chanelos episode. Nice. Creative people, like, the first Whereas this is the first that. episode done by the animation director. Uh, yes. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, who 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 didn't do a lot Ooh. on this one? Yeah, I, I I mean I hate to say it, but like you know, there's a rule among creative people. Like the first anything you do is going to be bad. So like, just get it out there. Uh, that's totally true. <laughs> uh, Ryota Yamaguchi has been around since about episode one thirty. So uh, the new attack for Double Moon was one of his. Uh, Makoto's friendship, a girl who adores a Pegasus. Oh boy, that was in there. Cool. <laughs> so we open yes now we can open with these children putting up what appears to be a poster of multi-time sailor moon uh multi-time sailor business guest betty felon whoa a poor drawing of her but i think it, i think the resemblance is clear hair's too short hair's too short the hair is too short the hair is too short but she's got the bow and and she's very stylish and she's very fashionable <laughs> you got it you got what i was I going for was that weird yep but what it really is it's a poster for a uh a, what is it called not a festival a uh a bazaar a bazaar yeah they're they're having like a like a, a, a... i didn't think it was that weird <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> they're raising money for this preschool and these three and the little kids are putting up this poster so so we're talking about rini we're talking about momo and we're talking about their dude friend who i don't remember the name of. who is the, okay okay who is this kid? Because he's in next, the next episode, too. Who is this kid? Did you watch the next episode? No, but he's in the episode teaser. Oh, okay. okay. Um, let's see. D- does he have a, a, a name? Let's see. It must be Kyusuke. Okay. I do not remember him. Is he a... Is he, like... He's not the third... Friend. Like, kid, right? But he was... Yeah. He's so tall now. He's think, a completely different character model. I think he's always been been tall let's see yeah i think he's i think this is the same one who's been around the entire time but i i might be wrong i don't know i think this is a completely different kid and it looks like one of the kids from my hero academia has just shown up in this episode of sailor moon oh wait here we go first anime appearance was dark gate completed grade school in danger which was uh uh a while ago okay yeah all right Maybe well, you know it's been it's been episode 81 it was his first appearance like- in three months like, since then. Is that the amazing babies. one with the like everyone look at this funny manga and they're like they're targeting babies. Oh. <laughs> is that the one? <laughs> the the, the WikiMoon does not have a summary. Uh, oh. the picture oh. is Chibiusa unleashing a moonbeam. So I don't know. Which oh. episode is it? 81. Uh all right, 81. Our episode 81 was called Custom Bitchy Lifestyle. <laughs> That doesn't help. 
and I remember, I remember really craving that high thread count with my own designs. Oh yeah, this it. is the one where no, this is the one oh, where yes. Sailor Moon gets attacked by the medical skeleton. Oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so they're in, and like all the kids in the uh, in the right. like young kids it's, school, it's like they're like, they're like it's each the, other. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the, the one after the it's the row, for like, three episodes in a row they like start tar- no, no, start tar- no no that's the first no. time. Shit, never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> hey everybody, well, thanks for listening to Sailor Business, the show where we try to remember earlier episodes of Sailor Business <laughs> and fail and fail miserable. We're not we're not like you. We can't just go into the archives right now and see if we're right or not we uh, have to guess the problem is they, problem is they target like there's 200 episodes of this goddamn show so like how many times does a school getting put in peril i don't know like 300 times so here's the thing i like about this episode it's a preschool that is being targeted it's called the hanjo preschool uh hanjo being the guy who runs it they call him a principal but he's like he is basically the only staff member at the school and so I feel like what happened was that someone was like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be set at a preschool. We're going to have this handsome preschool teacher. Uh, and everybody was like, yeah, okay, but Chibi's not in preschool anymore. <laughs> and he, and they, they were like, uh, they're helping out because they're graduates. And so they're going back to pitch in. So like, but Chibi shouldn't be a graduate, right? Because she- no, Chibi should not be a graduate because <laughs> she was here for like six oh, months yep. and went away and then came back five years older. Do y'all she just didn't. remember your, your preschool <laughs> reunion? Like really important milestone event. Yeah. I remember going back to preschool when I was in first grade and being like, wow, everything's so little now. <laughs> you just feel so big. So, yeah. So the kids are like, we're going to help out. And they're like, hey, uh. Why don't you help out uh, even bigger kids? Teens. Teens. Cool teens. And uh, the cool teens are like, uh, okay. Uh, but then they see wh- what I first thought was a dreamy crossing guard, but it turns out he's a dreamy principal who wears an apron all the time. Um, an orange apron. That is a teacher thing, I is think. Because every time we see like a, a teacher of young children in the show, like in the episode, our next target is babies, there is an apron okay. or, or a smock of some kind involved. I think it's, that's a, uh, it's like an old English school teacher thing, I know, because like getting chalk on your clothes was super... Oh, uh, interesting. Maybe so, yeah. So, so Apron Dude is helping some tiny little kids cross the street. Uh, and preschoolers, yes, and multiple sailor scouts fall in love with him. Okay, okay, I got two Everyone. things to talk about. I got two things to talk about. One, we get like a soft focus watercolor background, but we don't get the the sailor Uranus music. The it's not that good looking. We don't get yeah. We get a sexy saxophone instead. Uh, and I feel like we get a sexy saxophone because this is a Minako spotlight, which means it's a very horny episode. Wow. Oh, good lord. Uh, the second thing is, I want you to go back to the scene where all the scouts are looking yeah. at this dude and freeze frame that I, shit because Ray got hearts in her eyes. Usagi got hearts in her eyes. Minako got hearts in her eyes. Makoto got hearts in her eyes. Ami, nothing. No celebrity. <laughs> Normal ass She's eyes. very excited, but not in love. Yeah. But not no. She only she only has eyes for someone else. This is further evidence that she's a robot. Well, it's uh, I mean, in this episode, obviously, currently at the moment that we are at in the episode, uh, Mina and Makoto are in a relationship, right? Uh, me, wait, Mina and Makoto? Yeah, definitely. 
Jordan, get that fanfic out of here. Come on. <laughs> You're reading too much into things. <laughs> Monaco would probably date like any of them if they like gave the slightest indication. And even if they didn't, she'd try. Like, let's this is the episodes we don't don't get to see where she's just bugging all of them. <laughs> so yeah, they're all gonna pitch in to help this sexy question mark teacher because he's of indeterminate age again we have had the problem on the show where everyone is at a pretty equal level of beauty except umino yeah. <laughs> like we know like umino has visual signifiers so we know he's not hot but he could be if he took his glasses off who knows i'm pretty sure if you took Umino's glasses off you would have those swirlies as his goddamn eyes but now we've got like just is that true i mean he's just an angular dude in a hoodie, he is drawn in a slightly different style. I mean, it it is it is a cartoon. We kind of have to take their word for it. I know. I just googled Umino with his glasses off, Sailor Moon, and yeah, no. Why it, did it, you do that? It doesn't. That sounds horrifying. There's no pictures of that. So <laughs> that are like itty bitty little dots. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the the spirals are there, but they're like so small. They walk in, and Minako is staring at him, slack jawed. I mean, because yeah. she's really in love with him. Like, it's true love, I think. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Jordan. This is true love. This is what it is, man. This is the real miracle romance. <laughs> Finally, it's arrived 154 <laughs> episodes into the yeah. show. That's almost two thirds, right, Jordan? Oh, God damn it. That was an accident. Anyway, look, this guy looks even more handsome up close. So I don't know why you're giving her such shit. Uh, he... He starts talking to Makoto, and Makoto's like, oh, you should grow these different kinds of flowers here. And wait, Minako. No, hold on, hold on. And Makoto t- talks about a thing that I don't remember. Okay, two, two things I want to say about this. Oh, yeah, this, is never, this has never been brought up before. She wants to be a florist when she grows up. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's a professional cook. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Where did yeah. this come from? Hey, you know, if only you knew a guy who knew a ton about about horticulture that you could talk to about it at any point. If only, uh, if that, only you knew someone who was canonically involved in botanical circles. That, I mean, to be fair, he probably only knows how to like genetically engineer very dangerous roses. <laughs> he uh, so, and also, I want you to, I want to draw attention to what happens here because he he's talking to Makoto and what he does is he he's like leaning out the window and talking about how they need to have a garden and the children have to experience nature. And, and that's what the money's for. And like, I want, I just, I just want you to remember that because that's going to come up again later. Yeah. So Minako sees this and decides to shove her very strong friend out of the way. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I think my favorite part about this is that it's kind of like presented like it's a contest in like, the preview and like all of that. No, no, no. The only person who believes it's a contest is Minako. And as far as I'm concerned, Minako is only cares about this guy because she noticed that somebody else is into him. She's like, Oh, I can't let them get it. I'm the sailor of love. What the fuck? Yeah. So in the background and then like in the foreground, Usagi and Ray are just clutching each other. <laughs> You're right. I didn't like, notice in that. In a way that they do not usually. It's actually something that's get like you will notice kind of more and more in the last two seasons. Ray and Usagi like are affectionate with each other, which I think might be like either somebody found the director's notes from the first season and are like, "Oh, we're supposed to be shipping them," or it's like 
somebody was like, oh, you know, they should probably, they're best friends, right? Because, like, that comes up a lot more. So I think like, this is, like, an early preview of that happening. Yeah, it's just weird to yeah. see. It is bizarre. Th- again, th- this is not, like, you, th- I mean, in the manga, all the the clutching of each other is Minako and Ray. It's firewood. But here it is not because Minako is busy telling this dude to put nine babies in her. Yeah, that is literally what she says. Good Lord, Minako, slow your roll. You are 15. Can we can I just take a moment to be like. It is pretty admirable that that's her fucking opener. Let's let's <laughs> that's how she starts on this dude. So let's uh let let's let's tell let's tell it the full version. <laughs> yeah. She goes she goes, Hey, you really love kids, don't you? I want about three, but if you want enough for a baseball team, that's fine by me. Yeah. So that's oh, so that's nine oh. plus plus I guess, you know, prospects <laughs> plus the farm team. <laughs> That was insane. I could not believe that. That was wild. Wild. I love it. And that's when, <laughs> and again, when we were so, fr- I, and I think you too, Jordan, and I think a lot of our guests were very, very frustrated with Minako for so long, because anytime she had a spotlight, it was always something different, like trying to to give her a personality. Like, it was like, oh, is she the tragic former superhero? Oh, is she the the silly over the top one? And it's like... This, you know, just recently, I think at the end of S, they were like, I don't know, Mina's horny. <laughs> the thirst is real for Minako, you know? The the way I always saw it, and like, the, like Minako is my favorite Sailor Scout, like, 100%. And oh. I think that it's definitely sort of a case of, like, I think who Minako is, is like somebody who is like, you know, she has, she has done the, like, oh no, horrible, tragic past thing, because, you know, that's kind of her deal. With some sort of like weird grenade based romance. I don't really remember the details, but the important part being that like she's seen some shit. She's been doing this longer than everybody else. So she's all like stern and like whatever at the start and only really, you know, is Usagi like around Usagi, the person who is her. And then later on, she gets to be silly and dumb. Like after she gets her, her like volleyball episode, my favorite episode of the whole show, when the, the witches five go after her. The, you know, like she gets to be dumb and silly and horny and stupid again because she's like actually did a character. But I mean, that's probably just me reading way into my favorite character. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think there's a I think there's that's a valid take. It's weird because you know Usagi is always a hundred percent, and so like Mina's episodes are always about like Mina is going into something one hundred percent. When her friends are sick, she shows up in a nurse's outfit. Yeah. I mean, like that is costume. no matter what's going on, Minako's like primary thing is that it must be done 100%. It's super serious. It's like super dramatic. And I mean, I wonder how much of that is like coming over from the comics where she's like the leader of the Sailor Scouts. And like, you know, she has to be the 100% serious on the ball all the time one because like she is literally responsible for them. And in this one, the characterization we get of that is, oh, she's intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the most fun Mina stuff is when they put her in a situation and then it becomes the most of whatever that situation is. Absolutely. Like, Minako has a crush on an older guy. So the first thing she does is say, get me pregnant. <laughs> Number one, open her. Oh my god. Uh, she is a disaster. A kid draws on her face and then is made to apologize. Uh, well, yeah, I, no, yeah, but hold on, hold on. 
it, the kid draws on her face while she's literally talking about how much she loves kids. And then it becomes incredibly clear immediately that she cannot fucking stand kids. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Because yeah, doesn't care about lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. To get this guy, she'll say anything. <laughs> this kid has to apologize. And the kid is going, the kid does not apologize, by the way. The kid goes, I don't think this person likes kids. Keenly observed. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like she's about to hit him. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And Makoto tries to break things up, but of course, uh, you know, Mina's not interested in that. So we see Zircon flying away, and then we cut back to the Dead Moon Circus, where the Amazonas Quartet are just hanging out. I, uh, yeah, yes, you- four, four. four preteen slave leias are just hanging out it's yeah, it's so yeah. fucking weird like one of the only pieces of actual animation is when seri seri walks away and it's like that is yes. way too much hip sway for like a <laughs> 11 year old or whatever the fuck you're supposed to be erica thank you because i didn't want to be the one who brought that up but it is <laughs> bananas it was complete i looked at like because i had already noticed like okay there's like no animation in this episode like ever you know like sailor moon past season three gets like a big budget for doing dumb visual gags and there's nothing in this everybody's like traced of traces of one another and stuff and then this yeah it's a lot of moving figures like moving figures around manually on the cell (sighs) so uh i do want to point out that zirconia calls him my beloved zircon which i was like wait is that like, tell me that's like a pet situation and not like a lover situation. <laughs> I, I, it's like the eye of someone precious to her. I don't know. They're freaky. They're the weird bad guys. Yeah. Here's a, here's the thing I figured out, though. The reason we always see them just hanging out is uh, they're not old enough to hang out at the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So there's there's four places in the Dead Moon Circus. There's the circus, the the tent. There's the room with the Nihilinia mirror, which is gold. Yeah. There's the bar, and there's the massage parlor. So they're always just hanging out in the massage parlor or the circus. I love the idea of, like, carting demon monsters. How does that even work? I am 10 million years old. I have seen race- <laughs> I've seen civilizations rise and fall. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we check everyone. <laughs> right. All right. So this guy is so handsome that the Amazonas Quartet starts fighting over who gets to murder him. Yes. Wait, uh, which is weird. Fucking 11 year olds, man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so then Sarah Sarah puts them all to sleep by attacking them with opium. <laughs> I guess magic opium. Poppies put them to sleep. Yeah, poppies. Poppies will make them sleep. Yeah, it's super weird. She just, because she, she yeah, comes over with a magic flower, it opens up, and the dust comes out. It's a powerful tranquilizing flower from the Amazon. It knocks them all out. They fall over on their faces. Um, her friends, ostensibly. Well, I mean, felon friends, friends, right? Your co-workers. <laughs> your co-workers. Uh, so from there, we cut back to the bazaar, where uh, Makoto is just running the show. She's fixing bears. She's cooking. She's doing all the stuff that kids love. Like one of the kids is like, it's like having like, you know, a dozen big sisters or something like that. And then we get a shot of Hanjo and he is 
like again, you want to talk about the animation in this episode. His head is now slightly smaller than it should be. Huh. Like <laughs> it is no longer the size that it previously was, as we get a weird front shot of him where he's like, having a woman like you would brighten up the entire school. Yeah, he tells her she should be a kindergarten a pre a pre K teacher. That she should uh, teach mm-hmm. preschool with him. You know what? She'd be good at it. That would be nice. She'd be lovely. Yeah, I think so. Because she does have a lot of skills. Yeah, she's she's she'd be great. She's like Xena, right? Uh, that honestly, though, that's the one thing. Like, just like Xena would be wasted as pre K because uh, she would not be beating anyone to death. <laughs> so too would Jupiter be wasted in that way. Yeah, she's got to find some sort of job where she can just travel the world and do everything. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good thing that her job is to be an immortal guardian of the planet Earth. I, yep. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. achieved. So Minako sees all this and she comes in and drags Hanjo over to a room where she has made a wasp's nest. No, not a wasp. Are nest. you sure? I'm pretty sure. I do like that. We get her motivations when she's looking through the door and she's just like, I can't lose. Like she doesn't care about him at all. It's just <laughs> Makoto's getting something. A little something. She claims that it's a sweater. Yeah. But it does not have armor. It is a lumpy brown sweater. It's a wasp's nest. <laughs> yeah, it a hundred percent looks like one. Yeah. Uh so then one of the children starts tugging at the threads. And so Minako starts chasing him, which causes an earthquake. Now, when you say <laughs> one of the children, it's the same kid from before. It's the same boy who drew it's the kids. troublemaker kid. This little, this little hellion. It doesn't actually cause an earthquake. It causes some really poorly drawn chases to happen. Yeah, it causes some. It causes some still shots of shit falling over. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think ostensibly she's knocking everything over, except that again, it's so badly animated that it, we just see her. What doing what looks like a very steady and straightforward in a straight line run, except apparently it's knocking everything over. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally interspersed with people going like, oh no. Not only that, but they smash into the the uh the plush making station. The build a bear workshop. Yes, they, they... Yeah. <laughs> Makoto's repairing someone's uh stuff down. Um I don't know. I, I think she's building them to I be think, sold. I, yeah, I think they were making them, yeah. I okay. I think I thought she was repairing it, but I guess they do sell it at the end. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so, but she not she smashes into that, and somehow this tears this teddy bear in like twenty seven places. Monaco does nothing by half measure. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that could have physically happened, but apparently it did. Yeah. So this thing's broken. Makoto flips out, and she's like, "Hey." Everyone's working really hard on this, and you're just fucking around, and now you've ruined everything. Uh, you are the worst. And then <laughs> Please leave. She breaks up with her. She breaks up with her and ends their romantic relationship that they canonically hit. Where are you getting this? She said, we're through, which you wouldn't say that unless you were, you know, not through before that. I say that to you like three times a show. And you and I. I, I have some <laughs> fan fiction that... <laughs> um i think uh you know what is it called um love shock electric love oh is oh are you trying to ship them yeah yeah electric love you're very bad at it yeah that's completely terrible electric love what's wrong with that all right fine do better it's very bad then do better 
chain lightning. Bam! That's it. better. Winner. Holy Thank champion. You. Yeah, that does it. And now it's confirmed that chain lightning is a thing. Yeah, holy shit. So, Minako goes home, and she's lying in bed. She's like, this is stupid. I hate it. I hate everything. I hate Makoto. I know what I'll do. I'll sing. <laughs> because... If we remember, Minako's dream is to become an idol. Oh, God. Which is great. The best part is, is Artemis being like, no, like, look, you're, you, you shouldn't compete with Makoto. She, she does what she does, and she's doing it well. You should do what you do and do well. And, and then Mina goes, I've got an idea. And he's like, I, it's, it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you weren't listening. Here's what should happen. Because what does happen is that Minako shows up in a full-ass weird costume. This is in a minute. I know we're not quite there yet. She's up in a full-ass costume on a stage to sing. What she should do, in the spirit of playing to her strengths, is show up with a volleyball and fucking space jam on those kids. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think the only problem with that is that, like, I'm fairly sure that that would end with her getting hit with a volleyball thrown by, like, Makoto, and that would be the last we see of Minako. That's just her last episode. We see her getting wheeled off and everyone's like, oh yeah, that's... Well, you we think seen Marco that could beat Mina at volleyball? Oh no, wouldn't beat her at volleyball. Would just destroy her physically with the, the projectile okay, object. Gotcha. But couldn't she jump out of the way with her acrobatics? I guess then by that logic she shouldn't fall over so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean... They're only really acrobatic when they're Sailor Scouts. <laughs> I just really want to see her just like spiking a ball on this kid. That would be like, delightful. Because she says like, oh, it's all the fault of that kid. So why don't you just show up and say like, hey, kid, let's take it to the court. And, <laughs> and then humiliate the child in front of all his friends. I, I do. Now I have the image of a pickup basketball game, which I think is even better because it, it would basically be the Harlem Globetrotters, but with a... a <laughs> A tiny Japanese girl and an even tinier baby. If this show goes another forty-six episodes and we do, we never get a shot of Makoto jumping up and shattering the glass of backboard with a slam dunk. <laughs> not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. We have wasted the past three years. So, Chris, uh, I think it's time for you to do a little impromptu fashion corner. Oh, do you want to talk about uh, Sarah Sarah's outfit? I think, yeah, I think it should be done. Oof, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It is a hell of a thing. Are we going bottom to top? Because we get a a pan up. So Sarah 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 dries up. uh, Apparently, she forces other circus workers to be her chauffeurs. She rolls up in a limo. In a limo. They have to roll out a red carpet for her, and she steps out of the back of the limo. When I first thought, I was like... Wow, Minako like really pulled out the stuff. <laughs> yeah, because you think it's gonna be Minako because she she goes like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." Like, and she grabs her microphone. She's like, "I'm gonna be an idol. I'm gonna sing." And then the next thing we get is uh, someone arriving, but it is not Mina. So we've got okay. Start at the feet, then I guess white ankle boots with fur trim, like a big fur poofy pom pom absolutely trim. We have a strapless mini dress yeah that's yellow on top 
and then the skirt is orange and trimmed with yellow in like a wavy no, pattern. No, no, I, I think you're mistaken. I think it is yellow from top to bottom and then has a pink sheer. Oh, and then it's got the pink sheer thing over it. Yes. Okay. That yes, makes I can orange. see that now. Uh, which is belted with a big green bow. Oh, and you know what? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm also just noticing she also has a pink, pink poofy sheer thing up top. Yes. So she's wearing like, I do not know how this works. There's multiple layers that I don't quite yeah, get. A ton of layers. The sheer, so the sheer pink this... stuff goes in and out. It's like under the top part, but it's over the bottom part. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she has her hair, which is geometric i guess is like because she doesn't she's got like the thing about her hair is it's got two big circles in it and then it's got two what you things that are kind of like usagi's ponytails but if they never if they were a hundred percent starched like yeah they're sticks they they act like sticks even though they are drawn to have hair texture lines on them i don't I don't know what happened to, like, the hair in this show when it went from, like, this is crazy anime hair that people could have, I guess, like, if you put some work into, like, this person's hair is an abstract art installation that isn't just placed upon their skull. So then she's got elbow-length gloves with, like, white gloves with similar, like, pom-pom fur trim. Just like the shoes, yeah. Then capping it all off, we have a five-tier leaning hat like pale yeah. green with i are the bows part of the hat i i i think it's just one i can't tell i think it's just one giant bow at the back but it's at the back on the underside which is unusual yeah and then she's got a giant rose on top of the hat that is larger than her head yeah absolutely absolutely it is Good thing bananas. Good thing Darian's not not there. He would have been like, "Oh my god. How did that happen?" I want it. <laughs> I could I could fuck somebody up with this thing. <laughs> it's a nuclear option. The next time they're fighting like a sexy bicycle monster or whatever, and all of a sudden like that thing just comes in like a cannonball. <laughs> it's like, "Now, Sailor Moon." Yeah, I I I love the idea that Tuxedo Mask has like a tree-sized rose. <laughs> like in the in a glass case, like he's Beauty and the Beast. Like, got to turn two keys and get authorization. <laughs> mhm, mhm, mhm. This costume is fully bonkers. I think <laughs> they yes. left the interns alone at the fashion drawing table. Yeah. So anyway, her arrival leads us into our act break. No. No, that's not. It's that forever. No, it's that forever. God damn it! No, that's just what it is now. Oh man, well I guess I'm not re-listening to this show. Yeah, no, (laughs) it's gonna catch up. People are gonna. There's no evanescence orb in this one. A what orb? Oh fuck! I can't say it because we're. No, I did. I didn't hear you. You dropped out for a second. Oh yeah. What did you say? Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing it. Come on. Chris, uh, what, what, do, you, what, kind of what do you say to your coffee in the morning? <laughs> Why is your coffee coming in the air? <laughs> no. People throw coffee in your face? I mean, I can't blame them. <laughs> I can do this all day. Chris. Hey, Chris, I have a question for you. Yeah. 
How can uh-huh. our listeners support our podcast? Our listeners can support our podcast by going to patreon.com slash sailor business, where they can chip in as little as a dollar every month and as much as you would like on a recurring monthly basis to help us keep doing the show. Or should we reach $60,000 a month? Stop doing the show. We will be free of this. And let me, let me actually, let me just put out a, 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 a public service announcement. Uh, because I'm sure what's happening is people are going, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. They're probably getting close to 60000 I better not donate anymore. No, we are <laughs> over $59,000. Yeah, don't, no worries. You you could still throw in some money, and we're not going to stop anytime soon. Don't worry. Uh, but you can go there, and if you do back us, there are benefits to that. We do uh, outtakes of the show that are always like goofy and fun that Jake saves that he clips out. Uh, Ali is going to eventually have one of those for Xenobiz, too, which should be really fun. Uh, we have, at higher levels, you can get an enamel pin. We currently have the Tennis Ball Sailor Moon, and some new designs are coming. In fact, we should probably have the designs by the time you hear this, uh, but they will be in production soon. And, uh, you know, a lot of other fun stuff that we have on there. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like fun stuff. Who doesn't? Uh, and I do actually have a new patron to thank. <gasps> so we would like to thank our newest backer, Stephen. Stephen, thank you. Oh, you got a song. Yeah. Jord. Yeah. Would you like to do some Twitter questions? I know I... you enjoy this part where... <laughs> Where we interact with listeners. Of course. I'm a bit aloof. Oh, it's fun. I have a, I have a great question. I, th- I, 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 I play hard to get to listeners. Well, you're going to love this question that oh Wicked boy. Lady asked us. Oh, boy. Wicked Lady wants to know Jordan and Chris. And you know what? I'll open it to Erica, even though <laughs> Wicked Lady did not. Uh, if you had to cosplay in one of the many glorious forms... Of Memoro Chiba slash Tuxedo Mask slash Endymion, et cetera, et cetera. Which version of him would you dress as? Oh, shoot. I'm really tempted to say the incense spiral. That's exactly no what I said. That I literally I think I think it would have to be the Earth shirt now. I love yeah. the Earth shirt. Just thinking Earth shirt. It's got to be Earth shirt. I actually had a picture of the, the spiral uh, on... Uh, uh, ready to go because I was going to say that one. The only thing I'll tell you, the only thing about it is, it's got he rolls up his dumb sleeves. It looks so stupid. Oh, it looks so dumb. <laughs> hey, I got some bad news for you, buddy. Yeah, there's you know, no not. They're all going to look stupid. Um, I'm surprised you're not going to dress as uh, the Moonlight Knight. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'm good on that one. Maybe I would do the first episode. Maybe I'd do the first episode one where he's wearing a full-on tuxedo and then giant 90 shades. Oh my god. Walking down the street. Yep, yep. You're not going to wear the purple tux? Ooh, no, you know what I would do? What? The jogging outfit where he's wearing two shirts with the sleeves rolled up. Uh, He's wearing a t-shirt with the sleeves rolled up under a tank top with a towel rolled up and under his neck. Let me see. Uh, Memoru, bad luck. (laughs) I'm going to see what that brings up. Memoru, any luck. Oh, it's 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 going across multiple animes. Yeah, there's a lot of crystal in here too. I mean, honestly, oh wow, yeah. There's the Earth shirt and the spiral and his uh, traditional the black turtleneck green uh, jacket all next to each other. I mean, that black turtleneck green jacket is pretty iconic. Yeah, it's it's yeah, that's 
as close to normal as he gets as well. I mean, it's not. We're just used to it. Yeah. No, you're right. It's bad. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I want the Earth shirt, I think. Um, or the uh, or the jogging outfit. I, I mean, the Earth shirt is so bright. It's like a very yeah. bright lime green shirt. Uh, it's, yes. It's, <laughs> it's cosplay. Yeah, no, you want sure. it, like You want people to notice. Okay. All right. That's fair. Do you think anyone would get that? Probably. I mean, it's a well-known show. The people who matter. Yeah, that's true. I hear there are some podcasts about it that have been, been around for three years. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, hey, Paul in, in Barbersville asks, is the real reason why Ami gets a new interest every Spotlight episode is that she's actually loading up on extracurricular activities for her college application? That's a real good no prize you got there. Are boys an extracurricular activity? He didn't say boys. He said he didn't say new love interest. He said a new interest. Oh, a new interest. Yeah, okay, that actually does make sense. <laughs> if so, <laughs> yeah, Makoto's getting in. No, I I thought you said love interest. And I hope so, I didn't. I hope I didn't. But you probably didn't. No, you just said interest. Okay. Look, it's late. <laughs> it's. It's. I a feel lot like maybe something should come along and wake me up. Fuck. Where where <laughs> in it in you should it wake you up? I don't know. Let me think about it for a minute, and then uh, I'll figure it out and let you know at a completely unexpected time. Oh, no. It could be now. It could be 15 minutes from now. But it it might happen. You never God. know. This is just going to hang over us. I can feel it coming. In the, In air, the air tonight? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm laughing too hard to hit the button. It's good. <laughs> Next question, please, Jordan. Uh, if the Senshi were Monopoly tokens, uh, who who would be which token? That is, that's a crossover. It is not uh, a crossover. Fine. If the Senshi were to play Monopoly, which tokens would each of them choose? I do not answer questions related to Monopoly. It's a bad game. It is a terrible game, and I like I could say that with professional conviction. But obviously, Makoto Thimble, uh, Asagi Little Dog. Yes, definitely. Uh, Ray would be the ship. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. The car would have to be Monaco. Oh yeah, she'd be god driving. Uh, she'd be and driving, yeah. yeah, I guess uh, top hat for for Amy to oh. keep her big brain in. Oh wow, that actually makes me think maybe Usagi would take the top hat just because you know. Oh no, Usagi would see the little dog go. Oh my god, a little dog fight with Monaco over it. Monaco would agree to 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 lose when she notices that there's the better one in the car. Mm-hmm which represents all of her dreams. And then Amy would pick last and end up with the top hat because she doesn't want to rock the boat. Wasn't there also like a cannon, like some sort of uh, artillery thing? I think so, but yeah. Monopoly's bad, so who cares? <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Chris, uh, Chris, I think you must have fallen asleep from our conversation. No, what? What's that? No, I just, I just left for a second. <laughs> oh, see, I was trying to set you up, but it didn't work, I guess. Yeah, I guess it didn't. Don't try and don't try and make it happen. Okay. No man knows the hour or the time. <laughs> <laughs> the day of evanescence cometh as a thief in the night, Jordan. Uh, what? Uh, so here's a here's a crossover question for you. Uh, Ron Ron no. wants to know <laughs> what color band them. What color lantern each of the scouts would be in no, the Green Lantern? First of, no. First uh, of all, first of all, crossovers are banned. Second of all, that's like that's a question that we would have gotten like four years ago. That's we are past. We are past. Oh, what color lantern are you? We're past it. Oh, There's banned. different color lanterns. Banned. Yeah, there is. Banned. 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 
There is. Huh. One more question, Jordan. All right, I'm working on it. I'm trying. Uh, all right, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, David Pendris wants to know: uh, Has this season changed your view of horses? <laughs> um, no, because I think if you really look at horses, they're a little troubling to begin with. Oh, they are. why are you so anti-horse? I mean, just look at them. Yeah, I can't really disagree. Horses are weird. Yeah. Uh, have you ever it's seen like large. what a horse's bones in their legs correspond to in the human body? It's uh, not okay. No, I never have. Because they are about... walking on their tippy toes. Their, you... their, their hoof bit is a finger. Oh, interesting. Aren't you a fan of Xena's horse, Chris? To Argo? Yeah, yeah. Argo's great. He's he's one of the good ones. She. She's one of the good ones. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, turns out no, because Chris always hated horses. I don't hate them, but I find them troubling. <laughs> well, you're going to find this horse like real troubling in a few episodes. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that. Love it. All right. So we're back. Are we? We're back and I left the episode playing. So it's running. It's showing me the closing credits. Oh. Now. <laughs> well, here, let me help you out. When we come back, okay. uh, Makoto is making an, uh, what, how do you call it? Uh, okonomiyaki. Is that it? Okonomi. Mm, something like that. One of their, uh, it's like a pancake type situation, but they make like very different ones. Yeah, she's she's, she's cooking on the uh, on the flat grill. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like it has an egg and bacon in it, which I was like, that looks pretty interesting. But uh, what happens though is she's cooking with a crazed look on her face. She's cooking with anger. She is. She's using the dart cooking techniques <laughs> <laughs> because the girls are talking about the fact that Mina has not shown up, and they're worried about her, and they're like, oh my god, why is she not coming? And Makoto is like, who gives a fuck? No, no, that's not what happened. No, like, she says forget about her, which is basically who gives a fuck. Well, yeah. So Usagi's like, wow, you're still mad at Minako. And Mako's like, I'm not mad. And then Usagi's like, are you sure you're not mad about how she messed up the festival and ruined that stuffed animal? It was generally terrible. And every time she says something, Makoto gets angrier and ends up like bending this metal spatula with her strength. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, furious. Yeah. And uh, Ami realizes that Mina is not the type to back down. And that's when Mina's presentation begins. Oh, good lord. So we get a stage. A stage has been built, apparently without anyone knowing, complete with a banner announcing pop music's biggest new idol, Minako Aino, recital and autograph session. There is an audience of five tiny children. <laughs> and then Mina runs out on stage. Time for Fashion Corner. Ooh, oh god so her performance outfit is i couldn't figure out the theme i think she's supposed to be an alien she looks like an alan and ann dressed up as aliens alien yes because she's got it's like it's actually like pretty cute it's like a teal kind of like super like poofy mini dress situation where just at the waist it just comes out uh, and you can see like the uh, yeah, there's petticoats galore. Yeah, yeah, petticoats, and she's got boots on. But then she's got weird like 
spaceman rings yeah on her gloves she's wearing like these really long opera gloves uh, and then she's got like weird rings on those on her shoulders she looks like she's you know how people will draw like game consoles as girls oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no that's correct she also has like antennas doesn't she yeah she looks like that, but I don't know. Like maybe, maybe it's like how people draw. What it was? They sometimes draw Pokemon as girls too. Like she's kind of, she's kind of um, Butterfree. Like if Butterfree oh was like, oh my god, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. The thing is, I'm not wrong. It's weird, but I'm not wrong. I'm, I'm googling that. Yeah. Okay, I can see it. This is Minako Aino on stage. Uh, the children are unimpressed. And they they make sure to have lollipops so they don't have to animate their mouths. Yeah, yes. they're all bad mouthing uh, her. They're saying she's if I've never seen her on TV, so obviously she's not good enough. She must not be popular. Um, now, but hold on, I wanna I wanna. Uh, you wanna talk about the song? Well, yeah, because it's the it's. Well, you first. No, the, like that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So, but here's the here's the part that I don't get. On Wikimoon, it says she sings a song called Root Venus, and that in some of the translations, they changed it to uh, Moonlight Den- uh, Densetsu. Yeah, but... It's she, just Moonlight Densetsu. It's it? just Moonlight Densetsu here, yeah. which I think is the... like. I mean, unless they changed it for Hulu, which I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's why I'm so confused. Also, she doesn't actually sing, right? Yeah, she never gets to sing. Huh, that's weird. Because uh, in, the, in the version I have, it is not that. <gasps> really? Wait, it's not Moonlight Densetsu? No. It's like some generic ass poppy shit. Well then maybe that's Root Venus. Yeah, they must it must have been a rights issue. Yeah, the one that's on Hulu, uh, which is the the new Viz dub, which I would love to watch this episode with the new Viz dub, by the way, because the the new uh Sailor Venus voice actress is delightful. Uh and I would love to hear her in this. Hang one. on, hang on, hang on, Erica. In the version you've got, does does Venus actually sing? Now that I'm thinking about it, was that just the opening pop song she plays on the thing? I am taking. Oh, that could be the case. Oh, you know what? No, that's that's what it is. There is a song playing, isn't there? At the beginning, when she's coming up, that must be what they're talking. Yeah, yeah, she's playing something on a tape player. Okay, all right. And there is vocals. There are vocals playing. I think those are meant to be her singing. Yeah, but it's not her. I don't know. That I don't know. Yeah, so there is a different okay. pop song. Well, this is going to be again great content. Yeah, hundred percent audio. Hearing us figure things out. <laughs> this is like this is like the Sailor Business Mystery Hour. Yeah, yeah. The mystery is: Did we watch this episode? We did. We did. <laughs> Are we experiencing this show for the very first time right now? No, that happened one time, just once. I feel like I'm still experiencing this episode for the first time. I have watched this show three times end to end, and I did not remember a. Goddamn iota of it. I feel like I'll never stop watching this episode. Uh, so yeah, she does start Moonlight Densetsu, which, for those of you who don't know, is the theme song to the show Sailor Moon. Yes. Which is also in a music box. Yes. It canonically exists in Sailor Moon as the song. It's the one written by uh, no. the jazz guy, right? We That's our no prize. That's not a real... That's a that's our fan theory. Okay, because when they do the talent show in the first season... Right. It's the... It's... Uh, it plays. Yeah. Well, it's Usagi. Is, is it Usagi? Or is it... Uh, Umino Usagi and, and... 
it's Yotsugi both. and Naru, right? Yeah. They're going to sing it. I think both. I think I think they do, and then I think Naru, uh, when Naru ditches her, she goes with Umino. Yeah. Minako starts to sob and says, these children don't understand my charm. And then she runs off dramatically with the big sparkly tears in the air at her eye yes. level, which is great. I yes. She is my favorite character. Because <laughs> uh, all these children are just furiously going at these lollipops so that we do not have to see their mouths moving. Artemis sees this happen, and Artemis is like, well, I got to take care of this, I guess. Makoto, come with me. Let's do this. And Makoto's like, what? And he's like, just fucking do it. And she does. <laughs> I love you that. Know, I do I do like that Artemis in this episode <laughs> is acting like someone who cares about Mina instead of like his usual action, which is like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're going to get fat. <laughs> uh, now he's like, oh, Jesus, can we children talk to each other? <laughs> children, you are friends. Stop acting like assholes. So uh, they, they have a, a shot that like pans across or cuts to the merchandise on sale. So wait, what's the deal? Are they just, are people donating stuff? Because there's a weird assortment of stuff here on sale. It's like a church rummage sale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's like clothes all nicely folded. There's silverware being sold. There's uh, watches, jewelry. Uh, and then again, uh, more stuffed animals. Maybe this is like an Oliver Twist style preschool. Yes, he has trained them as pickpockets, <laughs> and these are the spoils. Perfect. Perfect. Parallel narrative going on. So this part is fun. Sarah Sarah just walks up and is just like, look at all this fucking shit they're selling. <laughs> That's, I mean, look. It's cheap garbage. You're not wrong. That's pretty much what she's saying. And um, and then she's like, she's like, this is cheap ass bullshit. And, the, and Hondra, like, this happens in a minute, but Hondra's gonna be like, cheap? Yeah, I guess so. You got me on that one. Uh, yeah, because, yeah, so, so, so he, yeah, he comes up and he gives her a, a balloon and they start talking. Cut to uh, under the bridge downtown. Dramatic. Where? The most dramatic place for me to go to be right now. Yeah, that's Which where she's like, gone to there. sulk. Yeah, exactly. Why is she sulking? Because she failed again. No, it's because her dreams are 1.6 billion light years away. That is accurate. That is accurate. I'm sorry, 1.68 billion light years away. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Very specific. I'm just going to really quick Google that and see if there's anything there. That's Yes, please uh, do. What is she dreaming of? Yeah, I have no idea. It doesn't... <laughs> Nothing comes up. That's a bummer. Yeah. So yeah, I think because, she just said it because she gets she be she bees really shitty. Wow. Well, that's what I've said. Sorry, that's where we are. She bees really <laughs> shitty to uh, Makoto, I think, because she's like, oh, Makoto, you're you're lucky. All your dreams are like real fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, all your dreams are so fucking pedestrian and like easy to achieve and shit. She's and mine are so like fucking... funny because she's like. Yeah, I'm just really jealous of you because you don't have to work hard on anything. <laughs> and I have to struggle so much. It's like I need to struggle for 1.6 billion light years. And meanwhile, you're just like in arm's reach of your stupid dreams that don't matter. It's so funny. I, I kind of want just the, like, you know, that panel of Batman slapping that uh, whoever it was, like, my parents are dead. Like, Makoto uh, should have just done his that. His name is Robin. <laughs> That's the guy. Quite famous character. Yeah, the bird guy. Um, Uh (laughs) I I just wanted that to occur in that moment. It's pretty sad. Uh, I mean, because, like, yes, she's right in the sense that 
the odds of her becoming a pop star are far lower than Makoto's odds of becoming a florist, even though she's never mentioned that before. Mako- yeah, Makoto's <laughs> dreams, according to this episode, are to become a florist and wife. <laughs> and, Which, I'm gonna, like, I'll, if I was me, I'd be like, yeah, that actually is easier to become than a pop star. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. Like, all you need is a small business grant and like a, like a nice like a nice relationship. Right. But, but on the other hand, like you, you could turn that around and go in or your dreams are dumb. Uh, Mina get less fantastical dreams. I mean, they are superheroes and they're going to live forever. Like she can really, she can truck on this one for a while. She's going to force everyone to go to her concerts. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she will be an idol by 2003. What? What's 2003? True. That's when Pretty Guardian comes out. And she is an idol in that. While they're having that argument, we cut back to to the school where it turns out Mr. Principal has like a a routine that he does. Because he's literally leaning out the same window doing the same. Yeah, I just want to I just want to give the kids a garden, you know? Oh, my God. He fucking rehearses that. That's his like way of getting investors. They got to get close to nature. I don't know. It's a dream that all the children share, and I want to nurture that dream, no matter how tiny it might be. And Sarah Sarah just goes, fuck your dream, I'm going to make it a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> Which is awesome. Your dream is dumb, your fair is tiny. Yes, the, it, it's great <laughs> Directly to hell. she just is so casual about just being like, yeah, I'm just going to be shitty. Oh, that's your dream? That's really pathetic. And you're a lame person, and your whole school is lame. <laughs> and she would get along great with Minako. Then she pulls the balloon in front of her face and pops it, and when it pops, she's in her costume, which is a pretty dope transformation. It's entirely yeah. camera-based, but yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's bad. Uh, it's it's the one example in this episode of the genuinely terrible animation. Uh, sorry, Shigataka Kiyoyama. Uh, like, actually working in the show's favor. Uh, so then she's like, hey, you want a garden? Here's a garden for you. And she throws some seeds that instantly grow. Well, I say instantly. It's more like through a series of still pictures. And yes, I know that animation is a series They're of still pictures. Usually you cannot see the distinct still pictures. It's a, a series of like pictures gradiating between one another. Crossfade, that's the word. Yeah. And would you it's say would you say bad. those seeds grow into a nightmare garden? You know, sure. <laughs> I think we can give them that one. In a show that has had a lot of bad gardens, like this one's all right. I think we can give our good friend Cloverton Way. Wow. That much. Changed his name. Yeah. Mix him up a little bit. Oh, all right. This is, no, this is the part that tripped me out because it's perfectly logical for this small child to go and find an adult when something terrible is happening. Yeah, but... Except that, you know, he goes and finds the idol he was just making fun of and the woman who was making pancakes. Who yeah. are, like, in <laughs> space or whatever. Like, yeah. a million miles away. 1.68 billion light years away from the school. The way he says it, the way he runs up and says it, it doesn't seem like, oh, thank God I found someone. It seems like he was trying to find them. Thank God my locator device worked. It seems like he was trying to find the sailor sentry. <laughs> sure. Because he's like, you guys got to come quick. Something terrible is happening at school. Wink. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Go to work, Clark. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, back at the Nightmare Garden, Sarah Sarah is uh, bouncing the billiard ball off the giant vines. Then the mirror comes out. 
it's gold this time. We're done. No. Yeah. Uh, we can all we can all go to sleep. The ball is gold. You're right. We'll wake up as it. The mirror might. is pink. The mirror is pink. Yes. And Sarah Sarah is so mad that she snaps her cue stick in half. And then in I'm explain say, this shit. Explain this shit. I'm gonna say this is the first of two scenes in this episode that feel like they should be metaphorical but aren't (laughs) we get a giant pink flower blooming to reveal the sailor senshi i like how the fuck (laughs) so they they transformed they transformed and then they were like let's go fight wait 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 we got to make an entrance what do we want to do i mean guys i don't know if this is gonna work but can we get inside that flower hasn't bloomed yet but it's close yeah it's, it feels like it's gonna bloom probably in about eight seconds just stand on a tall thing it works for the outer senshi <laughs> oh jesus so yes they they somehow bloom a, fl- a giant flower and and sprout out of it and tell her that she they're gonna punish her and then she thanks them for introducing themselves yeah i mean it's polite yeah I, I kind of like I kind of like Sarah Sarah. No, nah, she's awesome. This, this is this is one of the few examples of villains being shitty to each other that manages to make complete logical sense by the end of the episode for a certain value of logic. I hope that she stays the, the like casually hateful. Like I, that's what I like about her is the fact that again that she was just like, oh well, okay. I mean, it's garbage for garbage people like you, so sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we get uh, Ms. Jara Jara, the dream eating tulip. Who also blooms from a flower. And who appears for like three seconds in this episode. This is like the least monster screen time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Explain this monster, please. Well, she's a tulip who's also a slot machine. Who who gives you little black balls? That become a, or attract a Venus flytrap. Yeah, yes. what? What the fuck is going on? Uh, this yeah. is, again, the interns were loose in the design room for this one. Yeah, it's we are in the realm of the completely abstract at this point because a giant Venus flytrap shows up. This is the second scene that looks like a metaphor, but I don't think it is. And uh, tries to eat the senshi who are now like weird chibi senshi, but I don't think they're supposed to be. No. <laughs> like, they're definitely drawn as like almost little chibi drawings. No, it's it's just them being cute. Yeah. But they're not quite, and no one else in this part of the episode is. It's also weird force perspective that they're doing with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. like, they'll get better at that. But right now, yeah, that was... Well, I mean, they were trying to do it on a... They were trying to do something stylized on a budget of, like, 10 cents. So, yeah. Then I, I want to say that Mina and Mako make a dumbass rookie mistake. <laughs> because, again... Because, well, because look at it from their point of view. A kid runs up and says, you got to get to the school. Some fucked up shit is going down. They run up to the school, see it overgrown with plants. That is a wild thing for a four-year-old to say. (laughs) He must mean it. Let's go check it out. So so they run up. Consider the four-year-old, though. This is like a, this is, this four-year-old. Troublemaker. Yeah, pretty messed up. So they run up to the school, they see the entire preschool enveloped in vines, and they go, let's go in. They should have transformed first. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They absolutely should have. Instead, they run in and they try to transform. 
and they get their transformation wands knocked out of their hands, which this is the first time I've considered that as an option. <laughs> just slap it out of their hands. And not only that, they they just transform in front of the villain, the thing that they've been avoiding doing because it would give away their identity the whole show. Oh yeah, they don't. They they have already transformed in front of the Amazonas Quartet twice. But then oh yesterday, my God. but don't forget, last week they specifically had the two Usagi's go outside the door to transform, even though it was a total waste of time to do so. Well, that would have required like animating a running shot. <laughs> Could someone just have walked up and like taken the transformation wands? Yeah. <laughs> this entire time? Could you just like jostle them when they're getting ready to transform? Moon prison. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I don't see why not. I mean, I do remember all those episodes when Usagi just had the moonstick in her backpack. Well, but again, that came and went too. Yeah, I I would have loved to see an episode where it's just Naru like accidentally gets her hands on it and becomes Sailor Naru for like an episode. Sailor Osaka would have been great. So the monster eats the mirror while those girls are all tied up. Minako and Makoto are vined up, and then. The other three members of the Amazonas Quartet show up, and they're like, hey, asshole, <laughs> uh, you put us to sleep so that you could come out and have all the fun. That was a jerk move. And Sarah Sarah's like, mm, I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Yeah, I guess you got me. I'm a real asshole. So then uh, Artemis runs up and he goes, guys, it's a spotlight episode on you. Like, you have new powers. Yeah, <laughs> you should you should have some new powers. <laughs> Because it's it's we only got like uh, forty six episodes left, so you probably have some new powers. There, there's absolutely no reason for him to think this, or if he did think this, because his actual stated excuse is, "Hey, the other scouts got him. That means you probably do too." He literally says, "You should have new. You should both of you should have latent new powers, just as Mercury and Mars did." Is he watching the fucking show? Well, and not to mention. Why is he waiting till now? If if he literally is sitting there going, you know, if one of or two of them have them, they probably all do. Fucking say that shit earlier. Yeah. Like, establish this. This is basic. Say it on page three. This is your job as the little advisor dude. Yeah. 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 Where's Luna? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> is it Luna's day to watch? Yeah, Diana? she's babysitting. She's kitty, kitten sitting. <laughs> Are they? Is Artemis like a deadbeat dad? Does he have to show up like... Every I other mean, weekend, he is a hundred percent yes. He is in love with a nun. No, he's not. It was a trick. Anyway, anyway, he does he does do an amazing toss where he grabs the transformation sticks in his mouth and then throws them up to the girls, uh, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. So then we get the transformation sequences, and sometimes I don't pay attention to transformation sequences, or I just skip ahead a little bit because you know we've seen them a uh-huh. hundred times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but this time I watched them as I was watching the episode and it is weird because obviously they spend money on the transformation sequences. Cause you're going to see them over and over and over. And it is bananas. How different the animation is from the rest of the episode. Oh my God. Not just like, like both stylistically and quality wise, it, it's jarring how different the transformations are. Well, I correct me if I'm wrong. I, I have a vague recollection of someone telling us that they actually redid the animations for the movies at one point. So the animations uh, for the transformations are like literally higher quality than the TV show. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense looking at this one because it, I mean, it looks a lot like the, the regular transformation, but she's like, it's slightly different. You still do see 
Makoto's entire ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yep. that is accurate. Uh, also, the, uh, Makoto gets like regular transformation music, but Minako gets the Sailor Venus. No, no, it's a, it's a new Sailor Venus song. Is they it? do say Sailor Venus, but it's not the, the one that goes Sailor Venus. It's a different one. Oh. I think they both got new transformation songs, but only mm-hmm. one of them mentions who it is. I mean, it's the one with the gigantic ego gets her name said. Yes. So, yeah, we get them transforming as the uh, villains are distracted, yelling at each other. And then we get their awesome new catchphrase. We'll give you all you can handle. Yeah, that's terrible. Which is a very bad catchphrase. That's, I don't know if that's better in Japanese. <laughs> Probably yeah, is. No, no, I mean, that sounds like, oh, okay, good. I'm glad we'll be able to handle it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, exactly. Yeah, as... the, right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Perfect. Consider it. <laughs> so, hey, where'd all the money for this episode go? Uh, I guess it just, uh, oh, you know what? I, they probably made a garden. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it went into the three seconds of Venus's new attack. It's but pretty it's gorgeous. so cool. And it's got yeah. a great name. It's my favorite attack in the whole series. It's so goddamn cool. Oh, well, then please take us through it, Erica. We get, like, a s- cool shot of her, like, basically she blows a kiss and then it becomes a metal heart that she throws at you as a weapon, which is so goddamn cool. Like, and it's called uh, love and beauty shock. It's yeah. so good. I've just been like rewinding 10 seconds to watch this attack animation over and over. Cause it's really fucking great. She, she gets all the best attacks. She has a laser beam and a chain whip. And she throws a heart at you that murders you. Everybody else is, like, slacking. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. She she literally winks, blows a kiss, and you think it is a, like, cartoony effect that this heart comes out. No, that shit's real. She grabs <laughs> it. she's about to battering you with it. It's great. So, now, here's the thing. I, I like the name Love and Beauty Shock a lot. Um, it, it, it both is on theme, makes sense, and also sounds a little bit like an attack, too. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the next one is going to make just as much sense. Oh boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a definite name for an attack, which is Oak Evolution. <laughs> which is not as good. Why? It's, Why would you name it Oak Evolution? And there's it's no lightning weird. involved. No. Yeah. She's the only one with like a weird thing. She has like a little antenna to make the lightning happen and they throw it away so she can spin in a circle. They didn't spend all the money on the new attack. They just spent it on Monaco's. She does a like figure skating spin, which shoots leaves out, but the leaves are explosions. And it's a figure skating spin with like four frames of spin. Yeah. It's yeah. not even like graceful or anything. Oak. What the yeah. fuck is Oak evolution, guys? I mean, you guys, you guys haven't hit like the true what the fuck yet, but like this is as attack names go, this is like um up there in the terribleness. So wait, hold on, hold on. So I'm I'm looking this up on on Wikimoon. Um, in the manga, this attack first appeared in Act Forty Two. Uh, Sailor Jupiter uses it to kill Hawkeye, well, to destroy Hawkeye, but aka. But then it says the attack was performed with the leaves of oak. Uh, which is a thing I can click on. It is an item that gave her this ability. So at least it makes a little more sense there because there's an item that has to do with Oak that gives it to her. Whereas in this, it's just like, I don't know, the lightning girl has an Oak power now. 
She's tall and green. Sure she is. Well, it's also her name. Doesn't her name mean? Yeah. K- uh, Kino means uh, forest. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, her, her name is like the strength of the forest. Uh, all right. Well, her oak evolved, so don't worry about it. Yeah, no, that oak is really evolving into <laughs> leaves that explode. What if that's the next step for trees? <laughs> Explosive leaves? <laughs> sure. Yeah, just, the, just we we all wake up one day and we're like, hey, good news, everybody. Trees explode now. Uh, it's the happening. Yep, it's, it's the it, happening too, in fact, yeah. Hey, everybody, it's 2018. Trees are exploding now. <laughs> so now Sailor Moon, uh, we get Twinkle Yell, Moon Gorgeous Meditation. Uh, and that is that. It is a reset. Stage out. Hold on. Wait. What, wait. What? Where was there? Hold on. I have to get faster. Yes, the monster gets killed. Are you shocked? No. no okay, I, I love that you had to take a minute to catch up to be assured that the monster got killed. The monster. No. We no. No. I just. That's just when I got there. So all all four of the the quartet zip away on their evanescence orbs, and then. <laughs> We we cut to later in the. Uh, I, I, it's not even fun when you do it. Oh, okay. So the bazaar is continuing again. I guess he just was like, uh, "Hey, everybody! Sorry about the nightmare garden that grew really quick. It's gone now, so we're going to continue where we left off. Just come back to your booths whenever you have a chance." Okay, uh, at right. this point, if you're not used to this shit in Tokyo, like you've probably <laughs> moved. <laughs> Makoto is working the uh, the plush sale where there is a plush camera. Is there? Uh, which is, oh yeah, take a look. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and um, uh, Mina comes up, going, "Hey, I fixed the teddy bear, and the teddy bear is all sewn up with like big stitches, like uh, like Jigsaw from Marvel." Comics. Yeah, it actually looks terrifying. <laughs> like 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 a like a Bride of Chucky situation and uh then when she hands it over the reveal is that she has bandages all over her hands because apparently in doing this she destroyed her hands multiple times oh my god but but it was an active piece and uh, makoto accepts her her and then the little boy says i want that one give me it I'm, i'm buying it and then he goes uh just get get the money from my dad wait a minute what from who you have a father? I thought you were like an orphan. I thought you were being raised here in a pickpocket. <laughs> well, he is, but only because his father is the principal. What? Startling reveal. Yeah, and then Chibius is like, I never said he was single. Uh, wah, 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 wah. And this is so shocking that Minako and Makoto turn into cubists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is true. You mean like they paint true. a cubist picture? Like, no, I mean their they faces turn are into a cubist picture. <laughs> pictures, yes, it's accurate. And that is the end of the episode. Then they yell at the child who doesn't know that the toy is supposed to be a bear. What does he say? It is. He's a blowfish. Like what the? Yeah, what? that's right. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. It's a, like Erica. I'm sorry that you had to get. Not, probably not the worst Minako spotlight we've ever seen in terms of no. like the character of no, Mina, no, definitely but a not. very bad episode Sailor V episode is way worse yeah, the Sailor V episode is terrible but like, yeah, this is not good it's definitely like, in character for her to be that extra but like, yeah, it's not good yeah, 
It's time for us to talk about what we learned from this episode. It's time for Sailor Businesses, and we will start with you. Erica, what did you learn from this episode? So I learned how to flirt with men. Just got to go right up to them and tell them how many babies you would like to have with them. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, Works out I, real well for Mina. Yeah. Absolutely true. I learned that being a florist is really easy. All you lazy florists out there. Uh, it's nothing like trying to become a famous person. It's way harder to become a famous person. And more stressful, too, probably. How about you? Uh, I learned that sometimes your name can be in the title of the show, and you're not really in it. She's in it. Barely. She's present. Barely. She oak evolves. No, she Does doesn't. It. <laughs> so yeah, um, this is this might be the worst looking episode of Sailor Moon we have seen in quite some time. Since season two. Yeah, it is <laughs> the animation in this one was bad. And again, I'm not I'm not faulting the the animators on this because I think it is a matter of they did not have the budget. Uh, for this one because it's all like shortcuts it's all like like things that are just drawn once and then literally moved around i think what makes it worse is the fact that like the writers of sailor moon like are like knew what their budget was so like mm -hmm. they set up a lot of like you know dramatic confrontations where people didn't have to move very much or like you know whatever they've been used to really frenetic like physical comedy for like a season and a half now so, like, they still try to do that with no budget. Yeah. And it's really, it's really jarring to see, like, when the transformation sequences happen, and then when we get uh, Love and Beauty Shock, how dramatically different it is, which carries through to seeing uh, Moon Gorgeous Meditation, which, as I've said before, is, in terms of the way it looks, probably one of my favorite attacks on the show. Coolest. Yeah. It's, Dead Scream is still probably number one. <laughs> Because it's the shit. Yeah. It's just a cool name, man. No, the way it does the, the quick zoom and then the pull back out. Oh, that's awesome. I still think Heart Attack is better. Heart Attack rules. And I, I love the implication we get at the. No Pink Sugar Heart Attack. Because Pink Sugar Heart Attack is great. It, it, it it's is adorable, but that's not what I meant. I do love the implication we get at the end of season three that the 30 foot heart is not metaphorical. <laughs> Like an actual thirty foot pink heart, like no, appears. I think it's, I think it's full. I think it's fully real. Yeah, <laughs> destroys a freeway. Like it's, <laughs> it's amazing. <sighs> well, it was a, it was fine. <laughs> this was a fine episode. It was an episode. It I was... like that. There's here. Here's here's the thing about this episode. Mina's good. Mina is funny, and Mina is like on brand. Nothing else is good. Nah, Makoto's yep. out of character. Like Ray and Usagi spend most of the episode just hugging in the background. Like it's so weird and doesn't make sense. Like Minako's good and Sarah Sarah is good. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's it for uh for Sailor Moon episode 154. Sorry to be a downer, Aww. everybody. Uh, but Erica, before we get out of here, can you tell everyone where they can find you online should you wish to be found? Yes, um, I don't actually. Get away from me. No, um, <laughs> I can be found at uh, open underscore sketchbook on Twitter, which has links to my Patreon and my drive-thru RPG and my flip blibbler and whatever the hell else social media nightmare we exist in in this modern age of te technological terror. Cool. 
And Jordan, where can they find us online? They can find me online at... I was getting worried it wasn't going to happen. Terrible. Where can they find you on Twitter? Jordan? At Crackshot with a zero for an L. Uh-huh. And they can find Jake at JJ underscore Mason. He's our producer. And he has to deal with that nonsense that you just pulled. Making it sound okay. How about you, Chris? <laughs> There's no way to make that sound okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you can find links to everything that I do at the-isp.com. That includes my social medias where I think I'm probably getting ready to finish up my ABBA bracket, but uh, my favorite songs went out in the first round, so it's trash now. And now I am, as a as a metaphor, now something I started for fun on social media is a horrifying hellscape for me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, this is why democracy doesn't it's work. It's that serious that, that D- Dancing Queen is beating, what's the name of the song? The name of the song is Lay All Your Love On Me, and it's I swear to God, you're going to listen to it when we're done recording this, and I'm going to get a text like while I'm brushing my teeth. Oh boy, here we go like, again. Wow, this song actually is good. But like, why did you put it up against the song that you know is their most popular song? I randomized the bracket. All right. Obviously, you need to run multiple brackets in order to eliminate any you know weird variances and take the average of the results. That seems like a lot of work, and I've already put a significant amount of Photoshop time into this goofy bit. So anyway, links to everything at the-isp.com. You can, did you say where you can find the show and email the show, Jordan? Nope. You can find the show at sailorbusiness.com, and you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at sailorbusiness if you would like to send us questions or interact with us there. Uh, Jordan, you tend to handle the tweets, and I tend to handle the emails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's going to be it for this episode. Erica, thank you so much for joining us for these past two. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. We will be back next week for an episode about, I guess, jumping with the weird, the other kid huh? in, like, Chibi and uh, Momo's friend. Oh. Kyosuke. Uh, we'll be back next time for Overcome Your Fear, The Jump to Freedom. Oh, God, I remember that one. Good luck. <laughs> Until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.